Rob, we have potato products to talk about today, and this is important. This is important stuff, I think, for the listeners to understand because you've been exploring the wide world of potato snacks. Yeah, so this may not be, and we were just discussing this before recording, but this may not be clear exactly what these are. <laughs> yes. So these are frozen, like oven potato. Oh, things. see, I didn't realize these were frozen. I thought that these hula hoops which is the first bag in your picture on your tweet i thought those were like uh just a bag of snacks you buy like if you bought you know chips or something yeah so this is what's weird so hula hoops and space raiders which is the other ones you see in the photo are crisps or or chips as you say (laughs) these are crisps that you can buy in the uk you know, most people would know what they are, especially hula hoops. They're really popular. Right, I've seen those before. But what you're looking at in the photo is they've made them into like, you know, like you get like frozen yeah, like fries. French, yeah, like fr- you know. frozen French fries, basically. Right, frozen potato products that, you know, you chuck them in the oven for you know 20 yeah. minutes, 30 minutes or something, and you have a snack or, you know, you have it with whatever with your dinner. And that's what these are. They've started making, like, you know, frozen oven chips, but they're like, they're in the flavors of these crisps that we can ah, buy. Like, it's very strange. It is very strange. What possessed you to buy this instead of just buying some normal potato, you know, like fries that you would normally see in a grocery store? Uh, I don't know. I think I saw a tweet about them because <laughs> okay. somebody was like, look at these horrible things that. That they've released, you know, because the companies that make these, I think it's like KP Snacks uh-huh. is, the, is the company, um, you know, and they're obviously making a big, they're like, look what we've done. We've taken our crisps and turned them into <laughs> chips that you can chuck in the oven. Um, and and they're, they only sell them in one supermarket in the UK. Oh, wow. Not, not one, not one physical it's store, ex- but one chain exclusive. of stores. Right. And I happen to be in that store and I thought... I wonder if they have them because th- these kind of things tend to get, actually get quite popular. And like I've looked for these weird promotional things uh-huh. before, and they just never have all them. Right. And I walk around the corner, and you know, there's all the various frozen chips and waffles, and you know, all sure. the stuff, all the good stuff. And then I see them, and they have these, um, and there's there's other hula hoop flavor. I think they do a beef hula hoops, and they do a pickled onion space raiders. Oh my gosh, um, that doesn't sound too good, actually. Beef flavored, you know. I mean, just essence of beef on your potato. I don't know if that's one that I would I'd be up for. The space raiders, so everybody understands, these are like shaped like the heads of aliens, basically. Correct. Yeah, and and, and these, they both do. They both look exactly like their equivalent crisps. Um, you know, they're the same size and shape. And actually, once you've cooked them, at a glance, I'm not sure you'd even be able to tell. Right. Right. And and hula hoops are like little straws basically. Potato potato straws essentially. Short short little little straws of of potato. Yeah, this is a very weird experience explaining what hula hoops are cuz like to, to to anyone in the UK you say hula hoops and everybody yeah, I knows know what they're you're common, talking about. I know of they're, not they're not common here. That's why I thought I ought to explain them. <laughs> no, no, no. That that totally makes sense. Um so, you know, I think it was like Sunday night, you know, it's the end of the weekend. We're like, right, we'll chuck some of these in. So we did, you know, some of uh-huh. both. Um, and I can't remember what else we cooked with it. I can't remember now um, off the top of my head. But honestly, they just taste like any other frozen 
yeah. fries, like frozen chips. They were really disappointing. Just fun like shapes is all. Right. I mean, they weren't. I don't think they were any more expensive than you know, like an equivalent bag of standard chips. Um, you know, or any of the other stuff they have. But yeah, they were a bit disappointing. Yeah. We'll still eat, you know, the rest of them that we've got at some point. But com- just complete market employee, and they got me, and I gave them their money. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you're you're the uh, you're the target market for this. Obviously, I do like how on things like this, and this is very true in the United States too, is that these at least the hula hoops. The little description says flavor potato rings, and you you always makes me scratch my head. Are you know is this are these things not potatoes, but they're made to taste like potatoes? Or is the flavor the salt on them or whatever other flavoring they've got, like the beef ones you mentioned? Uh, not not entirely clear from this, although I, I assume they're probably just, uh, you know, potatoes that have been mashed up and formed into a shape and then frozen hard so that you can put them in your oven and... Uh, because we have things like this. I've seen, ver- like the Space Raiders, I have seen this sort of thing uh, in kids' meals, for instance, at some fast food places in the U.S. I, I'm i sure I've seen it in the grocery store, too. We don't have hula hoops, but, you know, the, the potato, the frozen potato section of a U.S. grocery store tends to be fairly extensive. You know, you've got, you've got your curly fries, you've got your shoestring fries, you've got your crinkle cut fries, you've got your waffle fries, you've got, you know, potatoes cut every which way humanly possible, frozen, and then you throw them in the oven. I'm kind of partial to the, to the crinkle cut fries because I think they crisp up better in the oven myself. Absolutely, yeah. Totally agree with you. Crinkle cut is definitely the way to go. Yeah. Um, you know, like I say, the, these were, I thought, do you know what? I'll give it a go. I wasn't going to try pickled onion. Now, I like the pickled onion uh, Space Raiders, the actual crisps, right. but I wasn't I wasn't willing to try that in, in, in these. Like, I just thought that was a bit too much. That did seem like a weird flavor to do in this kind of product. Yeah, that does seem a little strange. Hmm. Interesting. I did not know about Space Raiders that this was a normally a crisp in, in the UK. I'll have to be on the eye, the lookout for that once I'm traveling internationally again. I'll, I'll have to grab a bag. Yeah, so Space Raiders, and I, I think, again, this is just like a UK thing, but um, or at least they used to be. You know, like 20 years ago, there was this sort of... There's a bunch of different products that would fall into this category where, like, everybody knows what the price yeah. is. So Space Raiders, a bag of Space Raiders in the shop was always 10p. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a chocolate bar called a Freddo. Um, you may have heard of people mention this because it's it's also used as like a measure of the economy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and that was like a 10p chocolate bar. So it's like the kind of thing that, you know, if you're a kid and somebody's giving you some change, well, you, you like this is what you would go and buy. Sure. So like Space Raiders, Freddos, and there's a few other products like that's a chomp and a fudge i've got loads of crazy words that you're just probably thinking <laughs> what the hell is he talking about <laughs> oh that's great um but yeah they all, all fall into this like 10p category so like i don't know what space raiders cost these days if i'm honest um but it, it, like hula hoops like pretty much everyone in the uk would know what these are right right i'm mostly familiar with like the various cadbury candies that you can get in the uk because you can get those in ireland too and that's where my son's in college so uh, whenever I go over to Ireland, I'll, I'll pick up a whole bunch of whole bunch of different things, crunchies, and oh, I don't remember what else, twirls, and all those kind of things. Oh, twirls are good. 
Yeah, twelves are really yeah, good. Yeah, so those are all really fun. So I, I'll bring that. I'll bring as much of that home as I possibly can in my suitcase. Uh, that's always fun to do. But huh? Well, that's interesting, Rob. You've had you've had a culinary adventure, obviously. Um, do they have? Yeah, absolutely. Here's what do they have in the UK? Do they have frozen custard? It's like it's like ice cream, but it's custard and it's frozen. I. I've never heard of such a it's, thing. I am going to. You can listen to me. Yeah, type it's now. become uh, a bigger <laughs> thing here over the years, and it's very big in the Midwest. And we have a very good custard place nearby. It's basically soft serve ice cream, but whereas a lot of soft serve ice cream is kind of icy and light, this is incredibly rich and thick uh, because it's custard. It's got more cream in it, I believe. Yeah, I, I did just have a look across the. You know the various supermarkets in the UK. It doesn't appear like it's. This is something that you can just buy off the yeah, shelf. Yeah. So here, a lot of times, typically, it's not something you would find in the grocery store. It's usually a takeout type of place, uh, an ice cream shop somewhere. So there's one here called Culver's, is very big in the Midwest, and uh, is like a hamburger place that has also has frozen custard. But uh, we have a different one nearby that we like to go to once in a while. And a lot of times they'll do the thing, they'll mix in various candies and other things like that into it, into what they call a concrete, uh, where they com- combine the, the frozen custard with the candy. And it's really good. It's a nice summertime thing to do. Go out for a go out for a you know a frozen custard. We'll do that once in a while, but it's super super filling and rich. So it's it's basically a meal replacement if you have one of these. I mean that's like you don't know what to, you don't know what to make for dinner. Let's go get a frozen custard and then you're you're good until the next morning. Yeah, that, I mean that actually sounds. I'm reading about it now. I'm like, oh, that actually sounds yeah, really nice. It's really good. It's super <laughs> smooth and creamy, and and about as rich as ice cream could possibly be. I think, uh, and still be like soft serve basically. So it, it's really good. Um, yeah, you can make shakes out of it and stuff too. But usually we just get some sort of uh, frozen custard. Usually something mixed into it. So, um, Rob, I want to ask: Are you getting excited for WWDC? Um, Do you watch WWC? Uh, I should maybe start there because that'll answer the question. I think. In previous years, I've watched. You know, I, I watched the oh, keynote, sure. um, and depending on what I've got going on, I would normally watch the State of the Union. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I think when they introduced Swift UI, I watched a bunch of the labs on that because I, I was sort of curious where that was sure. going. Um, but generally, no, I, I don't really watch it. You know, I'm not, I'm not an iOS developer. I'm not a Mac developer. Right. So I, I, you know, I try and sort of, I'll skim through some articles. Maybe I'll watch some of the shorter, you know, lab videos if I just want to sort of, you know, keep up with what's going on. But no, generally, I won't. I won't watch most of the videos. Yeah, it's getting pretty close, and I'm, I'm kind of glad that they're back at an early June schedule. Uh, last year ended up being, you know, all the OSs ended up released at about the same time as normally. Uh, but everything was compressed because the the conference wasn't until the end of June, which made for a pretty hectic summer at Mac Stories. Um, and, and this year, you know, as a result, we'll have a couple of extra weeks, two to three extra weeks compared to last year, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it does actually make kind of a difference because this summer is fairly short. When you once you get past WWC, you're really only twelve weeks or so out from iOS 15. And so that's that's fairly compressed. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. I it's I really do miss going in person, 
because it's been a very long time since I've seen a lot of people who that would be the only time of year that I see them. And I, but I do kind of, in some respects, also enjoy dealing with it from my home because obviously it's very easy for me to roll out of bed, sit at my desk and deal with it all day and then, and then be done at the end of the day. And then you don't have all that extra overlay of traveling and being in a hotel and being out late at night and all that kind of thing. But, but in the end, I do kind of miss it. Yeah, I, I think like you know, you're not the sort of first person that I've heard sort of saying this about WWEC, and it's like, obviously, I, you know, I I don't go. It's never really been in. You know, the the prices for flights and hotels is just too much. You know, even yeah, just to come out, crazy. And, you know, hang out with you guys and stuff. But I think you're right. It's like a weird thing where it's almost like WWDC serves as the purpose where you can all go there and, you know, you say everyone's there and you can all hang out, but most people aren't actually going to WWDC or just all going to San Francisco or, or San Jose right. because it's a good it's a good catalyst to get people to go all at the same time. Right, absolutely, absolutely. And, I mean, the, the nice thing about being at home is that it's very hard to be away and covering it at the same time. And so... When we would go to San Jose, usually what we'd do is we would have a ton of coverage the day of the keynote, a little less coverage the next day, and then it would just trail off from there. <coughs> but, you know, when we're all at home, it's it's a lot easier to do more. And so we are doing more. We're going to do like last year with uh, extra podcast episodes and all that kind of stuff. But, but yeah, it's... It's weird. It's always strange to me because only because on the one hand, I do miss seeing everybody. On the other hand, boy, my life is a lot easier when I'm doing it from home. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, that's, so... Well, I mean, it's a busy time for you. It's like, you know, you've got, like you say, you've got WWEC and then it's all well and good going on. Well, it's, you know, just the reviews of the OSs, but it's like it's all the follow-up articles in between yeah. with all the additional yeah. details and, oh, how's this going to work? How's that going to work? And, right. it, you know, I I do not envy you for the next three months. Yeah, I mean, the the last <laughs> couple of years we've done this thing where we do a, a preview of certain aspects of the OS over the summer and we usually do about eight stories and those tend to be super highly researched and in-depth and the last like last year I kind of just went from one of those to another all summer long and that gets to be a little bit of a grind yeah yeah you're you're you know you and uh, Federico you're you're very busy yeah yeah well <laughs> you keep, work very hard trouble that way I guess but in any event yeah that's coming and you told me also about Ratchet and Clank has what another preview out? Yeah, so it seems like what they did was gave um, you know game journalists and stuff like that like an hour, I think, of gameplay um, of various different parts of the game. So there's a little bit more footage now. All um, right. So we get to see the new character and and you know some of the new environments, which you know. I had a little look through. I didn't watch the whole video for. I think I was watching IGN's one, um, but you you can kind of see that like it's still a Ratchet and Clank game. Ratchet and Clank game, you know, it's got all the sort of familiar elements, but everything just just sort of looks fantastic. And then you've got obviously the new, um, you know, the thing where you can like fall through different worlds and, and different rifts in the in the space where you are. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for this game. I don't care that game prices have gone up by about twenty pound. Right. I'm just going to buy it. Yeah. I'm pre-ordering this. I'm getting it straight away day one. Yeah, I think it'll be a good day one game to have because it's one of those that has obviously been developed for the PS5. Like you know, when you're moving through the different worlds, the 
the smooth transitions and gameplay from one to the other without loading screens and all that stuff that's been shown off before, I think will make for a really different experience. Yeah, and I, and I played through uh, a little bit of the, the 2016 Ratchet and Clank recently because um, they released a patch for that for the PS5 um, so that it runs at 60 frames per second. And like just playing that, I was like, I really like the game. I've played it a few times, but I'm like, yeah, I definitely am I'm ready for more Ratchet and Clank now. So I think we're like a month yeah. away from release now. Yeah, it, it, looks, it looks amazing. Um, you know, of course, I'm still... I'm still trying to get a PS5, Rob. Uh, I think since we last <laughs> talked, I don't think I have done tried again to get one. I don't believe. I don't think I've seen any go on sale. They they tend to come in bursts. Like at least here in the U.S., they'll show up uh, like on Amazon and Best Buy and Walmart all within a day or two of each other, and then they're and they're gone instantly. And then it's a two or three more weeks. Yeah, it definitely seems to be the case in the UK as well. I sort of, you know, I, I tend to see tweets from, you know, companies and stuff saying, oh, we've got some in stock, right. but it's definitely slowed down in the last month or so. Um, you know, I don't know whether that's because of the chip shortages yeah. or, I don't, you know, there's other things going yeah, on. Yeah, I don't know either. And the I, I did read that they started selling them in China and that they sold out at every retail location in one second online in china so now now just you know the situation wasn't bad enough already with uh but now you know china is competing for ps5s now too so uh i right you got like another billion people that are trying to get yeah and i i read that i think sony said that they're expecting uh shortages into 2022 now oh wow okay so i'm really am like i I knew I was lucky to get one on launch. I don't think I quite realized how lucky. Yeah, it's it's really looking bad. I just saw that a headline to that effect sometime in the last few days. Yeah, I, d- I did see um, there's a, a second, a sort of secondhand game shop in in the UK where they list all their trade-in prices uh-huh. and stuff. And I can still sell my secondhand PS5 to them for like two hundred pound more than I paid oh, wow. for it. Uh- <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know, there's part of me that's like, well, I could do that, but I, I kind of want my PS5. I don't, I don't want to have to then wait another six months to be able to get one. It's, it's yeah, not, no, if you do that, you'd, um, you'd be stuck. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I don't want to. You know, I'm not, I'm not that desperate to, you know, sell it to. Make, I didn't buy it to make money. I bought it so I could play have, games. Have so. you thought about playing Returnal? Um, I've, I've heard good things. I mean, it's. I don't know if it's my kind of game, but it, it looks interesting. It looks really good, and, and I watched a couple of different reviews from a few places, and I think it's not a game mm-hmm. for me um, because because it's it's you know it's deliberately a game where you replay the same thing you know at least a few times to sort of work out how you're going to do it and stuff like that. And I've sort of heard that it gets quite difficult quite quickly, um, and you know I know there's a lot of people that that's kind of what they want out of a game but for me i I don't want you know i want some difficulty but i don't want a game where i'm just going to be too frustrated to even you know finish finish the story yeah i've heard a lot of stories of people just having difficulty getting past the first level (laughs) so it it sounds really hard there's a review that you should watch on youtube there's a channel that federico just uh told me about a day or two ago which is girlfriend reviews have you ever heard of this 
Yeah, I love girlfriend oh, reviews. It's so good. It's so, so good. good. I'd never run across this for some reason. And there's one for Returnal that is really excellent. Yeah, if if you've if you've only just discovered them, which I mean, I'm a little bit jealous. <laughs> I watched three last go, night. <laughs> yeah, go back to the first one they did was the Red Dead Redemption uh-huh. one, um, and this I think it was like maybe two years ago now, year and a half, two yeah, years this ago. Channel's grown really fast, from what I understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really quick. I mean, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, it was around Christmas time, so it was maybe only a year and a half um, that they've been around. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, go back to like, there's uh, Red Dead Redemption. They did a, a Mario Odyssey oh, okay. one. I watched Gods of War. The, the I guess they're revisiting it with the PS5. I watched that. Mm-hmm. I watched one about video game movies where they talk about Mortal Kombat and other movies. That was quite mm-hmm. good. That's another one that was fairly recent, I think. And then I watched the Returnal one. Those are the three that I watched last night. Yeah, I haven't watched the Returnal one yet, but I think now I've made a decision that I'm probably not going to buy it. I will. Pro- I just watch the video. Um, yeah, it's not going to. It doesn't give away much anyway, so I, I wouldn't worry about it. No, um, but yeah, if you haven't watched them, like go back. You know, get on the videos tab and go right down to the bottom to the oldest ones because, and I say old, it's like a year and a right. half. But um, you know, that even their first video that they did, which I th- like I say, I think was the Red Dead Redemption one, is like is so good like straight out of the gate like this is why they've grown so quickly it looks um, you know because all their videos are so yeah, good and the videos look like they're an extraordinary amount of work because there's so much so many clips and references baked into them from you know clips from old movies and tv shows and and the game itself it it, it looks from a just a production standpoint to be like crazy difficult to make one of these i'd i'd be really interested in hearing more about how they're made I th- yeah, I think they have a video up as well uh, about exactly that, like how they do. I think there's like a Q and A video oh, or something. Okay. Um, but I do know that the the boyfriend of girlfriend reviews. I, I'm pretty sure he is a uh, like a, a video editor or something by trade. Mm. So I think obviously there's that sort of level that he like knows what he's doing. Yeah, I got it. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's a, it's a really really good. Yeah, channel. they're really fun. Uh, they're really funny. Not reading my thing about them. I mean they're they're meant to be humorous, and that's what I like. They're very entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm very jealous that you've now got <laughs> a year's worth of back catalog that you can go I through. I do. I've got a whole summer ahead of me. I'm going to be watching these a lot. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, I think that's probably I think it. So too. Uh, it's not. There's, there's not that much going on, is there? No, I mean, I, it's funny because I have these weeks where I get really itchy where in, in the sense that I feel like I'm not writing enough. And then I realize, well, there's nothing to write about right now. There's not really a whole lot of apps coming out. There's very little news unless you're into Apple's uh, legal battle with Epic, which I'm not particularly. And so there's not a lot going on. But soon enough, soon enough, uh, it'll all be ramping up for WWDC. And course we've got the ipads coming out at least the you know the rumor is may 21st is when the deliveries are going to happen plus those new imax so we'll see yeah that's very true lots lots to look forward to all right well we'll talk about that stuff once it's all out and we've had a chance to take a look and think about it a little more yes we all will right. all right i'll speak okay, to you soon bye.